This episode of the Curfew Boys is sponsored by Manmade Boxer Briefs. These ain't your grandpa's boxes, no way. Manmade has tirelessly sifted through thousands of hours of research and know exactly what men want out of their boxer briefs. That's why Manmade Boxer Briefs feature premium model fabric blend to keep your crotch dry and cool. A contoured man sack to support the family jewels, a drop top fly for easier access, and a soft elastic waistband to prevent skin irritation. All of these features add up to one mighty fine pair of underwear. Manmade boxers and briefs. Sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. Montreal's in full panic right now. Oh, no. This ain't looking good. But I'll tell you what is good. Another episode of the Curfew Boys for you all Montreal Canadiens fans out there. Good evening. Happy Saturday, everybody. We are the Curfew Boys. I am your host, Fireman Sam. A little short staff tonight, but I am here with the stats man, Joe. Joey, hey now. How's it going? Good. Good. How are and you? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing pretty good, despite the despite the despite the results tonight. And he's making his first episode of the season comeback. He is my cousin Chris, or as Anthony likes to call him, GQ Chris. How's it going? Hey now. Good How to be you? back. How you guys doing? We're doing good. Uh, We're doing well. Could uh, be better. Could be better. Yeah. So the thing. The three of us are doing this episode tonight. Anthony couldn't make it. Zoo couldn't make it. And Adri couldn't make it, unfortunately. But they are with us in spirit, as always. Uh, ooh, can anybody tell me when's the last time the Montreal Canadiens were 0-3 to start the season? I think um, uh, Shutter was still playing with the team, wasn't he? Wasn't it like a long, long time ago? No, I'm serious. Wasn't it like a really long time ago? This is why I'm asking. I don't, I, I, I seriously do not remember when's the last time the Montreal yeah. Canadians it, fell it, 0 and 3. It, it feels like it's been forever. It really does. And honestly, the Canadians usually have pretty good starts to the season on the overall. They always exactly. Do. This is, I, I didn't want to start 0 and 3. I, I saw one of those, and obviously, I love when I see a nice, uh, sad about it, but there's been maybe about four teams in the past. I can't tell you how many years, but it's been a handful of years. Only four teams made playoffs after starting. Only they actually showed it after the Buffalo game. So yeah, sound the alarm. <laughs> <laughs> that was for you, Joey. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> actually, no, I'm not sorry. That's for picking on me last episode when I wasn't there, by the way. It's all true. It's all true. I'm oh kidding. You got, what's true is the Canadians got, and what's going on. You got no That's, one here to defend you and to get your back tonight. You're stuck I got with Chris. me alone. No, 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 no. You ain't bringing Chris in this. It's between me and you, buddy. You're going down. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just Sam, here to make sure that there are love, no low blows. I yeah. love your energy and positivity. It's just, it's hard the first three games to find anything. It's This is truthfully my post-game reaction. When we're getting into it. It's hard. It's they can't score goals, and I don't think it's forwards' faults. Be honest, like people are going to blame that they can't put a puck in the net, but yeah. they have no transition to get there. They don't get those opportunities. 
We're on pace. You know, for they had a better goals. game tonight. Sure, they had a better game tonight. They were better, a little better structured, but they have uh, three goals in three games. Yeah, it's they're on pace. Like, they're on pace for eighty-two goals this season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's horrifying. Oh my god! And you know what? I don't want to blame the forwards. I actually think that's our best uh, group of players. Yes, we're missing Hoffman. That should help, but. The problem is still coming from the defense. There's no transition game. It's chip pucks off the glass all the time. I, no did, clean breakouts. Forwards coming back. No, for sure. Great points. Did you not think Ro- Romanov had a better game tonight, though? Yes, in that he, he absolutely he absolutely did. But it's only one pairing that can move the puck. Yeah. Even yet, when they do something unexpectedly, they make in the end. I think the wrong decisions are made. Look, look at Savard tonight. He made. Oh, I. I yeah. Could not believe he made that move to, to get into that position. I thought he should have just shot. Just just take the shot. Yeah. Just yeah. take the shot. It's all of these things are, are climbing up and then the penalties are still a trouble. We we were going through oh, this God. a lot last season taking it was horrible penalties. tonight. So, it was horrible tonight. Yeah. Overall, better structure, but I, I don't know. We we're not gonna that's why I said we won't make plus. We're not gonna go far with this defense. We we aren't. I'm sorry, and I don't know what Bergevin, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about Bergevin again later, but I don't know what he has to do to fix it because New York did not play well at all. Like, New York is better than this. I thought I thought Montreal, for the most part of the game, had Yeah, they good did. Control, they outplayed New game. York, but I, knew, I know New York can play better. That's what's scary is we still lost to a New York team that was not playing well. You know mm-hmm. they could play better than this. They have the talent. So that that's what worries me, and it's just – it's three games now where it's they only score three goals, and two of the goal, two of the three goals are coming from Drouet, who is, which I'm great, glad he's doing super well. Good for him yeah. coming back, Meant but he be. isn't a goal scorer, and he has actually horrible wrists. And two of his goals are from him. <laughs> well, his goal tonight was nice. The patience and that fantastic, awesome, awesome if, pass from the from Devo to him. If you tell me after three games your leading goal scores Drouin with two goals, and the only other goal is by a defenseman, yeah, there's a bit of a problem. Yeah, is it just me or does does Weidman he doesn't shoot? No, uh, he's not a shooter. He, 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 there's so many times tonight where he had the open lane, and even I don't know if I think it was a game against Buffalo too. He, there's many times he had the open lane, but he just decides to pass it to the not left. Shoot. Yeah, yeah, but it's also things are, are not in sync. That I Look, you guys probably remember towards the end of the game, even the commentator said that Toffoli took a bad shot, uh, a shot from a bad angle, but it was off a of Petrie pass who was actually had a wide open lane to take a shot. This was with the 30 seconds remaining when they were on the six on five. Yeah. But nobody was in front of the net. So that's what I said. This is coming from a, a sort of... I don't know if it's a, a chemistry, uh, a hangover, but there's nobody in sync. So you don't have the transition from the defense, and then they're not in sync with the forwards. It just it's it's just a mess. And their special teams are absolutely brutal, absolutely brutal. That's exactly what I I said from the start of the season when the when they opened up their game against Toronto. I said the difference maker is going to be power play. And that five-on-three power play that they had was atrocious. It was atrocious. They had a couple of five-on-threes against Buffalo. Atrocious. Couldn't get anything. Couldn't get anything done. What, what, one, what, one of the things that oh, I really oh. have difficulty with, uh, and we've seen it a couple of years ago, I find when they don't take the preseason seriously and they play, they play and they lose throughout the whole preseason. I find that it carries in. 
Uh, Montreal had a horrible and absolutely atrocious preseason. As you said, chemistry is simply not there. Very scrappy preseason led to a horrible beginning of the season. I absolutely hate the way the defensemen are moving the puck. Weidman is very frustrating to be watching at this moment in time. <laughs> uh, Sherratt is another guy that I... Uh, look, I'm, it's open season on the guy. I think this is his last season uh, with the Montreal Canadiens. I really have a difficult time understanding how he makes such a big transition in the playoffs and he becomes such an effective player for us. But in the, in, in the regular season... He's always, as as the French announcers would say, it's du cafouillage sans cesse. He's always fumbling the puck. He's always uh, turning it over. I, I really find that sort of defenseman, that type of player on the back end, is what's going to kill uh, the play. Uh, I mean, there was a simple play at the blue line. He fumbled it. He wasn't sure whether to reach with his skate, his stick. Uh, he could have reached for it with his hand, for all we know. Um, but look... I think I'm hoping that they clear some stuff up, that the chemistry starts to settle in, let's say between Vorak um, and uh, Anderson and Drouin. Uh, Drouin has been a serious ray of light. Uh, his body language, you can see he's he's a lot more confident. He's a lot... Uh, there's just a certain confidence whenever he has the puck that's been leading to a lot of good I like the way he slows down the game finds good and safe passes makes smart plays so there are some positives that we have to take out of this but then there are several things that have to be cleaned up there's got to be a greater level of focus and a, a far greater level of effort because it's just not there right and this is where I, I, I look at the coaches too Chris and you're right this goes back from preseason um, like you look at the power plays, like Sam was mentioning, and you see the five on three that they had against Buffalo. It looked like the exact same power play they had last year when Weber is shooting the puck, but they don't have Weber. So you're setting up Petrie for, for one timers. And I'm thinking this is the same power play that usually doesn't work. And it's going to work even less because you don't have Weber to shoot it. Petrie doesn't have a bad shot, but it isn't Weber's shot. So, if your goal is to just replace Weber and Petrie and Petrie becomes a trigger man, well, that, that's, that's a huge problem. And they didn't change any of that from last year. Now, I'm even worried when Hoffman comes in, you're, you have two guys on two different circles on the hashes to get those shots off and to make plays for them, which is going to be Hoffman and Caulfield. And yes, Hoffman wasn't in the, wasn't in the Buffalo game. It wasn't in this game. But if you have the same structure as last power play which is the demands to shoot they're going to become useless that's why I, I don't get like you would have different personnel this year like things have to change and they haven't so far from Ducharme and his staff and it just I, I don't know it's it's just not nothing of what we've seen of last season in terms of their energy their drive but the negatives have carried over but the positives haven't so, and this is why we're on three that, and I'll keep saying it every episode, the defense, yep. it's horrible. We need a puck moving defense. Uh, and, it's, ho it's hopeful. Sorry, Chris. It's hopeful that uh, Hoffman is back against the San Jose sharks or it's Carolina good, or Carolina, it's, but there's good news yeah. that he's at least practicing with the, with the team. I personally think it's guy, you guys, you guys are talking about chemistry here. I liked what I saw, or I, th I think we all liked what we saw in terms of chemistry with the Dvorak-Anderson drawing line. 
but I kind of find that there's still, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Chris mentioned it as we were watching the game. Maybe there's something missing between Dvorak and Anderson. Like, yes. Uh, like uh, I, I, I the, okay. Just, just to, to explain, to explain the thought of why I made that comment. Um, if you go back to game one, even against Toronto, it was actually a point where Anderson turned, looked at Dvorak, Dvorak, and he like he looked like he was giving him shit for not making uh, a better play. And all I can say is that it just doesn't seem uh, their their passes more than anything. Their passes on the rush do not seem to be connecting, and a lot of plays are just going to waste. They're all good skaters. They're all smart players but they are just not in sync. And I'm hoping it's just not in sync yet. It could be, it could be, but I, 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 I... The, the thing is, it's, I'm looking at Dvorak, like he, he's, he, he really is a two-way centerman. And I think he's trying to adjust how, in terms of that line, like where does he need to be? Cause if he sees a guy, he sees a guy like Dwayne, that's, that's not as as good as a back checker. And he sees Anderson who charges full speed into the offensive zone. I feel like Dvorak kind of has to adjust to where he really needs to be in case there's a turnover. I I I don't know. I don't know if it has to do something like that. I, I feel like I feel like Suzuki is a bit does a bit more of the, the same right now, but he's a bit he's a bit better offensively. So I, 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 I don't know. I, I honestly, tonight's lines, I wasn't too sure how I felt about Armia being on the top line. I'm going to tell you one thing, guys. I always wanted, when we heard that Jonathan Drouin was coming back, the first thing I said was put him on the top line with Suzuki and Caulfield. I wanted, I wanted that line to be put together because I really feel like they can do a lot of damage. And nobody's giving the puck to Caulfield on the power play. I know you said, Joey, I wanted to say that earlier. I know you were saying uh, that they really didn't make any of the changes because they're just giving it to a trigger man, which is Petrie right now because Weber's gone. Nobody, I didn't, I don't see anybody trying to give the puck to Caulfield. I, I do say though, in their defense, you're right, but I think they're paying a little, a, a lot of attention, sorry, not a little, a lot of attention to Caulfield. So it's not open and you need like, an extremely good passer to give it to him. And Suzuki doesn't play in an area where he feeds Caulfield a lot. It would actually have to come from Dwayne at a certain point, I, but Dwayne so doesn't too. play on his line. That's, that's, that's the issue on his power play line, let's say. And you guys brought up good points with, with Anderson and uh, Dvorak as well, but th that concerns me a little. It's because, because I do agree with you guys, but that's the only line that's actually showed some chemistry. Yeah. And putting Drouin now with the first line, there's no. This is why Toffoli's off that line because there's no puck, there's no guy, there's no player who's going to win the puck along the boards. And I promoted this from the first episode to actually switch Toffoli and Armia because you need somebody who's going to collect the puck behind the boards and retain possession. Because none of Caulfield, Toffoli, and Suzuki were doing I, that. I, I get that. I really do. And there's nobody that wins puck battles along the boards and protects them as as great as Armia does. But having him honest. on the first line, yes, you're you're right. You're right. It's, it's like hesitant to say Armia on and, that and, line. And, and please don't get me wrong, I love the guy. 
Like, I love the guy. For some reason, this guy, once in a blue moon, he decides to show that he has almost like Ovechkin talent hands out of nowhere. I might be, he, I might be exaggerating. Speaking of Ovechkin, we're going to get to him later on. I, I, I don't know. I really want to see maybe, maybe Drouet tried out. I, I don't know. I mean, this team is it known was- for switching lines after, after two bad periods. So why not change lines after three? It would be nice maybe if Bergevin got a forward who was like Armia along the boards, but actually had consistent talent. I don't know. Just a suggestion. Just a suggestion. I, you, I think one somebody, of the... Oh, no, no, I know. Hold on a sec. Is it somebody he could have drafted? Is Are you hinting at that? Could it be he could have drafted him? You could have drafted... Yeah, I could maybe trade for somebody. Yeah, I don't know. Are you saying in the 2018 draft, Bergevin could have drafted a very big left winger maybe. that maybe. was maybe. picked after the Montreal Canadiens pick that just signed a massive deal with the Ottawa Senators. <clears throat> just give it away. Maybe. Are you talking about him? Maybe. <laughs> I'm talking about him, and now I'm talking in general. And Sam, I know you took that take about Kock and Yemi in the playoffs, but after seeing all this, I'm not going to make a debate about it. It sucks. It's another It's another <sighs> loss, I guess, on Bergevin, but those type of players, I'm not getting into that full story but those type of players would be something nice to yeah, have I, yeah of course. but of course yeah, we well no but the focus is still going to be on defense no matter what i say about the forwards i'm not going to complain about them too much it's going to be all on defense it we have no hopefully edmondson helps but right now everything to me relies on shoulders petrie and romanoff gaining experience where, where do you guys want to see hoffman play when he comes back <sighs> I'm torn because I might even throw him right up on the first line. And and just before we move on from some of the points, one of the things that I find tough is we have so many right-handed shooters. Yeah. There are so I many opportunities. That, I said that There's, from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is this is what happens when you're not on the show uh, frequently enough, right? Um, no, no, I just just in general, I said it I said it to to not on the show but just particularly to but friends the right, and, yeah. There was there was one one opportunity, for example, the puck went right to Armia, but being a right-handed shot, he had to take a touch and then shoot. There was just an opportunity lost. Having three uh, three guys right-handed shot on the same line, I don't like that. And that's why I'd love to mm-hmm. see a guy like Drouin I or totally agree. right totally on agree. that first line. So when you ask where could he play, right there. Another thing, too, before we move on from that, though, I really want to say this. What's your opinion on this? We're talking about defense. In terms of mobility on defense, I do not understand these pairings. To me, personally, I love Romanov. I want to see him on the first pair, but it doesn't make any sense. I'd have a slow guy like Sherratt playing with a guy who can skate like Petri. I'd have a guy who can skate like Romanov who plays with a guy who can skate uh, a la Savard. <laughs> then you have Weidman and Kulak. I do not understand why they put two of the slowest defensemen together. Uh, like, why don't they balance the skill set? You, with those pairings, you have one defensive guy and you have one offensive guy who can move the puck a little bit better. And it would be a clear role to play while they're playing. Sorry, Chris. I hate to be on the opposite end. Uh, those exact Liar. why they have these pairings, I'm not sure, but those exact pairings, I don't want to see Savard and Romanov. Savard is looking like another Alzner to me. I've said it now, it's two episodes. <laughs> I don't want your most inexperienced defenseman with Savard. In my uh, opinion, you can't have your most oh inexperienced defenseman. Is it just is it just me or <laughs> 
I said, because Chris and I watched the game, and Savard looked like he was out of breath when they announced his name. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. That's, exa- that's exactly no dis- right. No disrespect to the guy. It's just, he just, he looks out of breath all the time. Oh, the, uh, the, the, the summer of drinking beer and celebrating the cup win might have had something to do with that. But yeah. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. But um, I, look, I was very happy when I saw the, uh, the lineups and that Romanov was playing with Petrie. Finally, he looked a lot more comfortable out there tonight. He did. Romanov, he did. Romanov, he played. Uh, yeah, he, he did. He did. And he played more minutes, which is another thing, Chris. Uh, I don't mind the pairings, but putting Romanov down uh, uh, um, a pairing, I guess, to the second pairing, he's going to be playing probably less minutes. Yeah. He wrote Romanov. It's not about I just, with, I, I just see Sherratt. And uh, and Savard together, and it looks like two cement skated guys who are fighting yeah, for their lives guys, just to I, get across the ice. I have the time Absolutely. on. I have the time on ice here. Who take a wild guess? Who had the most minutes without looking? Petrie. Nope. Wasn't it should Petrie. be Petrie on defense. It should be, but, I but it wasn't. It... I, I I'm confirming with you right now. I have I have the numbers right in front of me. I'm confirming. If it's Savard, right. it's just because they're trying to work off his third chin. Such an asshole. No, so he had, so the top three guys. Uh, Sherrod. It's if yeah, it's not Petrie, it's Sherrod. It's Sherrod at twenty four minutes with the PK. The, tw- twenty four minutes and forty seconds. Sherrod. Oh, Petrie at number two with twenty three minutes and fourteen seconds. Number three was Savard at twenty one minutes and thirty six seconds. Yeah. See, that's and, and over that's an 20 issue. Twenty minutes. That is an issue. I totally agree. I can't if believe I'm saying this. I'm agreeing base... with Joey. Uh, Nah, there you nah, go. Nah. <laughs> when, when Sam agrees with me, there you know there's a there's a real problem. There is yeah, I think a, I see real, a snowflake. real problem. Dude, no, yeah? the stars the stars are aligned. No, but look look at Tampa Bay. I'm not gonna say we're anywhere near Tampa Bay because we're not. But look at Savard's ice time and yeah, exactly. where he is as a defenseman yeah. when he played for Tampa Bay. Yeah. With us, he's up about three spots. Which doesn't he, make any sense. Tampa, but but what was he? he? Was a number five or a number six? He on was Tampa? the six. He was the bottom pair. He was the yeah. absolute last defenseman on Tampa. It's 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 crazy. I and and Joe, we we we've all said this from the beginning. We've all said the concern is if they if they think they could David Savard can can replace, and I put that in 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 quotations, replace Shea Weber. It's impossible. Like no, he can't. Fan, and like, this is like why Sherrod is struggling too. Habs fans need to get out of their head that if there's any that believe this, that Savard could somewhat replace Weber. There's no way in hell this guy yeah. can replace Shea Weber. It's impossible. Romanov played 17 minutes, 24 seconds, which is not so bad. And Kulak here, Kulak and Weidman. Kulak played 12 over 12 minutes or just under 13, and Weidman just played over 14. That's fine. Yeah. But when Edmondson comes back, yeah, who do you take out? A Weidman, hands down. That guy is a disaster. Okay. I I don't Joe, know because Joey's Joe struggling. <laughs> you know when you play like the the games like the weakest link. Yeah. It's like <laughs> pick pick who you want, or besides Petri Romanov, just pick who you want. Pick the <laughs> They're all the same. Or, I, I don't know. Because or, the only or, reason I'm struggling to say Weidman is because, yeah, he's 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 frustrating to watch, and Chris is right, but 
at least he can move a puck better than Sherratt or Savard or Kulak. And th- this is a problem. We already don't have mobility as it is. Like, this is one useful thing he can do is actually he can skate relatively well and move a puck, like, as good as we can on, on Montreal. That's that's his his game. It's not the greatest, but it's yeah. better than the other oh. three. Go, Chris. Joey, if uh, I completely agree, it's just more than anything, he's got to clear up that brain fog. If he starts making some smarter decisions on the ice, I think he's got his place. I truly and genuinely think he's a half-decent sixth defenseman and can be useful. Yeah, or we yeah. can play, or, or, or uh, <laughs> sorry, when, when, when you were saying the, the weakest link, I was thinking, let's, let's, let's go to a, a Quebecois version of a game show. We'll play Occupation Double and, and see what, uh, <laughs> no, just no, just shut the hell up, right? We're not, no, 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 no. Listen to all of our fans that like that show. <laughs> I'm to serious. each their own, but not my, on this show. My colleagues got me into this show, Occupation Dub, man. I don't know what the heck is going on with me, but it's it's just it's just entertainment, guys. We're gonna just take a a, a quick break with with uh, with these messages, and we'll we'll be right back. This episode of the Curfew Boys is sponsored by Restaurant Paragon. Located on 6491 Rue Bobby S, you can call them directly for a free delivery at 514-254-4444. Restaurant Paragon. And we're back. So, guys, I'm going to ask is how, how do we move forward with this? Because 0-3 it's is not play. a good start. It's the power play. I, I, I truly, truly believe. You score on those power plays, you capitalize on any of those power plays, you get at least one goal, and you can change the whole dynamic of the game. That's okay. That's, that's my belief. Going forward, I'm sorry to say this, Gallagher cannot be on the power play. That That's not a guy that I find moves the puck well. And look, perfect guy to crash the net, but unless he's parked in front of the net and just tipping shots, I hate to see him moving the puck around on the power play, I really don't find he's the ideal player to have there. Like the defenseman, who do we... So you're saying when Hoffman comes back to take Gallagher's spot? Right away. Right away. You know I, like Ar- I like Armia on the power play before Gallagher. Yeah, because he's a, he's good at puck possession. And you guys, you know what? That That's like the... The uh, the quick thing we can do, I think Bergevin is going to need to be aggressive, figure something out with the cap because this team isn't going to work the whole year. I hope he realizes sooner sooner than later. Maybe another maybe another thing we didn't talk about that can help the team is where's the energy from the fourth line? I see zero energy from the fourth line at all. Usually, if there was one thing Montreal was good at, is having a fourth line that can bring you these shifts where they're just dominating you in the offensive zone and bring you a ton of energy. I see zero of that. I see two over 30-year-old guys that we never have before. Usually we have a mix of two young guys and an old guy like we did with Perry last year. We had good energy, and they brought you like these surprising scoring chances. And on certain nights, we were actually complaining that our fourth line would be our best line. Now it's not even existent anymore. No, no energy from the fourth line at all. Zero. How does a fourth line of 
Evans, Lekkonen, and Armia sound to you. You're talking about being aggressive. I think the number one priority at yeah, the but moment who's, but who's would be, the... be a third. Uh, that I was just about to say, if Bergevin has to be aggressive, one of the first things that he has to go out and get would be a third-line center and drop Evans down to that fourth-line position. And oh. ideally, to fulfill what Joey described down to a T, would be Evans, Lekkonen, and Armia. How about, substitute- Chris Fort- How about Chris, a first-line center? And then yeah, exactly. Suzuki can play Suzuki's third 1A, second. 1B, and yeah. Dvorak's your third. How about, even, how about even Jack with- Eichel? How about Jack Eichel? He's still <laughs> Jack, out there. Jack Eichel is going to... what the, the Oh, apparently Colorado was in pursuit of him. Can you yeah, imagine they, that? Uh, to, to our fans who don't know, yes, Colorado was in pursuit. Colorado, a team that it's is a- already <laughs> stacked, is going after... <laughs> A good player. Look, yeah, look at it's, that. It's, it's, yeah, but it, it's it's well, it's but, Joe Sackick. Joe Sackick knows how how to win. Well, no, no but guys, to Mark Bergevin. No, I'm, just, jo- I'm just Joey just said it though. They're stacked. What do we have to give? Pocket, pero package with like five first rounders to get hey, to Eichel. Yeah, we don't we don't but, have much to give. What, what is this NHL nineteen? No, 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 what I'm trying to say is we don't have anything to give to get Eichel. Joey, I'm I, number I think one. We do have. We do. We just don't want to. You don't. They don't want to give up the Ghoulies. They don't want to give up the Romanovs. They don't want to give that up. And that, the maybe they start or... with Caulfield Suzuki. But if there's a deal to work around it, I still don't think. If there is, it's a small chance. I still don't think Bergevin wants to deal any of those guys. He wants to. You know, there's that famous nickname he has, Bargain Bin Bergevin, because I don't think he wants to give up any of his top prospects. No, he doesn't. Look, I don't it's, blame it's, him. He doesn't want to do it, but he has to find a way to make the team better. You know, you know what the thing is with Montreal, the fan base and the team, it's that we get emotionally connected with these players right away that we don't want to see them go. Even if we could exactly. get something better in return, we don't want to. Now I'm the first to admit it. If you're telling me, Sam, you could get Jack Eichel for Caulfield and Suzuki, I'm going to struggle to say yes. If I you tell me one of teams. them, I, I may consider one, but not both. You're right on both. One I may consider, not both. Yeah, but, yeah, okay. Okay, who? Just, just showing the shit here. Who would you rather give for Eichel, Suzuki or Caulfield? Given he's a good question. There's, there's two ways of looking at it. There's the fact Suzuki is a pro to saying Suzuki is because he's a centerman and you're replacing him with a centerman, so you're not, you know, you're replacing position by position or the pro to saying Caulfield is uh, is you have like you're absolutely then stacked down the middle kind of like Pittsburgh is yeah exactly it's tough man it's a tough question look it it won't happen yeah exactly it's It's never gonna happen but um who who mentioned Gooley before one of you uh, I think Joey me I I can't wait to see him next year I'm telling you guys now mark my words I'm saying this now. Take note of it right now. Caden Gooley is going to make the NHL next year. He's going to make the Montreal Canadiens next year. Named yep. cap. He's named cap. cap oh, excuse me. He's named captain for the the Prince Albert Raiders. Pretty sure he might get named team captain for Team Canada, the World Juniors this year. He's going to make the team next year. And Sherrod, he's a UFA at the end of the season. I don't see him coming back no. unless unless they and offer him a now we're seeing Sherrod's true colors like he's struggling without uh weber but this is the direction i wanted maybe bergevin to go maybe go a little younger 
maybe okay, they'll struggle a little more. But signing 30-year-olds, all these UFAs to contracts at the end of last season just to hopefully try to make playoffs and uh, at this organized roster doesn't make any any sense at all. Like Savard, Paquette, Pero, yes, they're small deals Well, besides Savard. Hoffman is the only one that is going to maybe produce given his age. But still, they're all 30 and over, which... Yeah. I thought we were finally going to head into a younger direction, given we had Caulfield, Cooley, Norlander, Suzuki. I thought really we we're going to try to get younger, but Bergevin did it again. We now went older and we spent to the cap. So if an opportunity comes, we can't jump on it. There, yeah. yeah, I agree. Go, Chris. But now the hope is before you go, Chris, I agree with you, Sam. I can't wait to see Cooley. The hope is now let's see how this season plays out. And the hope is for next year, that these guys actually make an impact, get rid of some of a couple of bad contracts, guys like Gouley, hopefully Norlander, uh, make an impact, hailing we see at some point, and hopefully they make the team better than what we're seeing right now. Agreed. Yep. yep. And you go, you guys talking about Weber and how we're going to replace him. Let's keep the, uh, let's, let's not misdirect this comment. And it's not going to happen overnight, but in the long run, Gouli is going to be your replacement for Weber. He is the perfect so. player to eventually have that exact same type of role, but he's even a better skater at that. And I think a better puck mover at that as well, but he's going to be one of those guys that's so tough to play he against. Reminds me, he reminds me of Shea he was, Weber when he, when, when it, Weber first started. Yeah. His poise was off the charts. He's, he's just in front of the net. He was clearing everything. His head is on a swivel. He's always, aware of what's going on around him. Uh, that's one of the prospects that I would never give up at this point in time. Agreed. But uh, with Joey, like the, I am so on board with the idea of handing the reins over to the younger kids and saying, look, you guys, this might be tough. We might have a tough, make the Habs fans aware that we might have some growing pains. It might be tough to watch for a few years, but we're handing the responsibility. We're handing the keys to the team over to the kids and they are going to be our future. We're not going to, we're not going to bring in a bunch of old guys to take up time in their development, but I don't know. I think we're a year or two away from that. Right. Exactly. And look at Ottawa. It's, you know, people have been shitting on Ottawa for, for two years, but look at them. Look at them now. I'm, I'm kind of jealous. Look at the roster. They have good players. And this where I go back, like, and Sam is right. We get emotionally attached to certain players. I like, you said you didn't want to see Gallagher on the power play. You don't. To me, if you're paying a guy $6.5 million, exactly he's got to be, he's got to be, he's got to be good enough to play on the power play. You can't yeah. tell me a $6.5 million player cannot play on the power play. There's a bit of a problem. Let's be honest here, Joey. And as much as Gallagher, we all love him for everything he's done for this team since day one. He's not getting paid right now for what he can do. He's getting paid for everything he did. That's exactly. Exa- that's and exactly that's, what it that, is. That's, you nailed it right on the head, Sam. You have to pay people for... Yes, it's a tough business for sure because you need the best of both, but... You need to pay people for what they're going to do. If you paid somebody for what he did well, and now it's just going lower, and he's on the third line. It's so yeah. it's like, I love Gallagher as a, as a player, but to offer him six and a half, I, I don't know. I, it's, 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 it's great that you talked about Bergevin offering these contracts because it's, it's, again, it's a lot of these players that are 
early 30s and they're all getting these three to four million dollar contracts. We got a lot of those wingers. There's Hoffman, there's Byron, there's Toffoli, and we, we love Josh Anderson, but he's making 5.5. Joanne's making 5.5. For seven Gallagher, years. Gallagher's making long. Gallagher's making six. Like it's, it's, I also get the feeling though, correct me if I'm wrong, but he might have signed these contracts, these players to these contracts. For potential, I, 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 I would like to think that if if come trade deadline, the Canadians are not going to make the playoffs. There's a very good chance, it's slim to none, they won't make it. I think he might use these players as trade bait. He might be a seller. So, and who, who would he trade? You never he know. loves Gallagher, right, from his emotions. He won't. He won't. Okay, look, okay, okay, okay. I'm literally thinking between there's, there's three... There's three wingers I can think of off the bat. I think you can you can trade Hoffman if a team in his needs first year. Well, why not? I say okay. I say why not if he sees that look a oh, shit this this ain't gonna work this year. I have no cap room next year. I have to sign Romanov next year. Maybe he still wants to keep Arturi Lekin in. I got he's got to think of Caulfield in the future as well. He could trade he could trade Hoffman. Hey, as much as we all love Toffoli. If, no, no, I'm sorry, Sammy. No, I disagree. Dude, if, dude, if you if you can get something good for Toffoli, if you know that the and and you know you're not gonna make it, and you know you're screwed next year, and maybe the year after that for salary cap reasons, you might have to. You He's might gonna have 30. to. He's gonna be thirty. You have to think of that as well. I, I, yeah, I, I, exactly. If that that's exactly, I'm I'm thinking Hoffman. I'm thinking Toffoli, and I'm thinking Paul Byron. I'm thinking well, of Savard as well. I'm I'm gonna throw Savard in this mix on defense. I'm thinking Savard as well. Yeah, yeah three point hey, five million dollars definitely. And why not he, three years? And he signed that. How old is he now? Thirty two. Savard is is our age probably. I think he's thirty two, thirty three. Yeah. So to to play a contract at thirty five and defensemen, I, I usually find are a little easier to move. People always take like a mm-hmm. tough. 15-6 defenseman. Yeah, he's got to think of it. Like, Bergevin really has to think of it. And I know you don't want to get rid of Toffoli. And I'm not saying to get rid of him right away. And this is the, again, emotional attachment. Chris, Toffoli, he, he was on pace for over 40 goals, but it happened once. And again, it versus, it was a very weak, I'm not going to say it was the weakest, but the North Division isn't what you play every year. It was a very one-off. And He's struggling a lot right now to fully, and you could tell he doesn't have the speed. He has to use IQ, and he's already been bumped down. If he continues like this, yeah, you can definitely see a trade deadline. And look, if this opens up, and I'm not saying for Eichel, I'm saying in general, if you're able to move these contracts and then by the summer, it opens up opportunity to get players that are younger that will fit your team better. I mean, I'll I'll be for it because what we have right now, what's going on right now, is not working. I definitely think you could get a first round pick for Toffoli. Uh, what you can get for Toffoli is, yeah, a lot more than what you can get for other players. Completely agree. I don't know. I just uh, when I start thinking about, let's say, who you can have down the right wing, I think Roughly I want Caulfield me. there. I want yeah. Anderson there. I want Toffoli there. Yeah, like, look, Gallagher. Every single day that goes by, I'd honestly, if I was in Bergevin's shoes, I know he's too emotional. So if we want to transition into the conversation of Bergevin, we can. This would be an ideal moment. But if ever we have another GM, my priority, if I was the next GM, 
would be moving that Gallagher contract. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, as much as you, every Montreal fan is going to hate me for saying it, well, we I love Brendan Gallagher. Knew. Everybody, I knew, love, Chris. yeah, I love Brendan Gallagher, but that would be priority number number one. And for a team going into the playoffs, if they have any sort of cap space, you want that sort of warrior player in the uh, in the playoffs. I am more than willing to give a Gallagher. If anything, I'm broadcasting that he's on the market. He only has a, a six team no trade uh, clause. I, I've checked this on Cap Friendly when he yeah. signed, so it makes it a little easier. But someone who wants to move for six point five million, yeah, it's gonna be tough, man. That's unless, a, you that's gotta a find a, uh, You gotta find a team that wants to do it because unless, I, I don't know. Unless unless you're willing to retain salary again, maybe at least fifty percent of it. Oh, that's tough to that's tough to swallow. That is it, it, it is it is it is tough to swallow. But like you you just said it, who's gonna take on his who's gonna take on his contract? Look, Brendan Gallagher at Toffoli's uh, value, the four and a half million, if I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken, or roughly. Uh, I said I'd about love, four. Exactly, four. Brendan Gallagher is like a four four and a half million dollar player. He if if he talked about his personality who he is what kind of a warrior he is on the ice that guy deserves 10 million dollars but his production and what he contributes let's say to winning not motivating the troops but to winning and contributing on the scoreboard that guy is worth four to four and a half million at the very most unfortunately the intangibles are not uh, i mean he's, he's not made, worth he, he scored 30 goals uh, the past uh he two, has and two, three full but, seasons but this guy you saw what he looked like at the end he, of the playoffs the guy looked like frankenstein he was patched up everywhere he's in yeah, but pieces that's his game. yeah but that's that's his game i what, know what? but his let him i'm sorry to say and it sounds like i'm ungrateful for all that he's done all this time but mm-hmm. Every day that ticks by that it's not a priority to get rid of this contract, in my humble opinion, is a problem. It it is, Sam. Every every day oh, that no, goes, Joe, we said it. right. Every every Joe, day when, that goes by, it gets worse and worse. Joe, worse. once again, I couldn't believe even in the past I agreed with you when Gallagher got that contract. We we texted each other and we're like, yeah. happy he's staying, not happy he's getting that amount. It's true. It, yeah. it is true. It is. It is. Look, it, I, uh, like I said earlier, it's because he's getting paid for for everything he did for the team. That's that's there's no other way of explaining it, right? And guys, uh, look, and it, and it, I'm lo- and looking looking at this really quick. This is three games in, and this talk about Gallagher and the underproduction of the rest of the team, and this is what's what we're saying. It doesn't it doesn't make sense how these guys make that much from Bergevin. You got Drouin and Brett Kulak at two points. Then you got Pedro, Armia, Wyman, Dvorak, and Anderson at one. Gulak? He's got two points? Gulak has two assists. Yeah. Wow. Double knack. That's Good why I said him. it was a bit surprising. Drouin has the two the goals. Two, the two whipping boys on this team for forward and yeah. defense. Yeah, and then you have Dvorak, Wyman, Armia, Pedro, Anderson at one one point. And you have everybody else at zero. At zero. I didn't think Suzuki and Caulfield would be held at zero points right now up until game three. Really look think. for for Caulfield. Look at him carefully. He the guy scared. is he looks, he looks he's a little bit nervous. He's a little bit nervous. Uh, he his passes are his passes are crisp and like they're they're accurate, but they're they're, amazing. they're coming in a little bit hard. They're no, coming no, in a it's little perfect. It's perfect. Look, even there have been a few of his passes that have been, in my opinion, a little bit fast, a little bit hard to handle for whoever's receiving them. He's 
there's there are some nerves there that are that are coming sure. in as soon as he settles in i think everything will be fine but caulfield you can see it in so many small elements of his game he, he's 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 got to ease into it he's got to calm down a little bit take a so, deep breath uh because tonight was a home opener, we're just going to take it just a s- slight detour. I really liked the the uh, the ceremony. I thought uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know what you guys thought, but loved it better the light, than the game. The light better yeah. than the result. <laughs> now I have to say, but light, I, I, lo- I show, loved it. The light show was amazing. Um, when Price got the ovation, I thank God I turned my head from Chris and I. We were we, we ordered we ordered pizza. And um, <laughs> we were sitting like diagonally from each other on the, at the at the table, and like I literally had to hold back tears because yeah. I because I almost I almost fucking lost my shit. Excuse my language, I did. The the, the, the price has been my 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 favorite goalie since since the start. I watched him in the World Juniors. I kept kept tabs on him when in when when he won the Calder Cup in Hamilton. Like I've been rooting for for him from since day one. Even even when there was a whole price halak stuff going on, so I I it was it was more like a happy to see the reaction from the crowd. Where he's getting sad to see him not there with the team, but uh, really hope he gets the help he needs. Just want to clarify that, like as much as I want him back, what's important for him to get the help he needs and to get better mentally and be ready physically to to come back, but. And it's to take nothing away from from Jake Allen. I thought Jake Allen tonight was amazing. I thought Jake Allen was very good against Toronto as well. Um, I'm trying my best to stay away from the from the Buffalo loss because that was <laughs> that, that was. Hold on, let me go get the, 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 the literally sounding the alarm. If you think tonight was bad, I thought the loss against Buffalo was bad. <laughs> like people lost their minds. It's a loss that should they that shouldn't happen this early. It's a really, I, I, I mean, look, it's hockey. You can lose any game, but to lose to a team that was expected to be last or second last. Yeah, they're in first this place early, five one. Yeah, <laughs> they're in first mean, they place. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo won again. They're two and zero. Look, Montembeau though that oh, guy. The, the, what I was saying Montagiv. is that you no, it was it was <laughs> if. Unless the uh, the opposing, unless Buffalo was missing the net or shooting right on him, it, it was practically a guaranteed goal. He was leaving these gaping holes all over the net. He was sliding way out of position. Joe, you're, uh, Joe, I honestly, yeah. it's horrible. Like as a backup goaltender, oh. I will literally be scared at every shot that's taken at him this season. Joe, you're telling me Prebo couldn't have done better. I think it would have been the same. I just don't think the kid's ready and they rather have him try to develop better. Yeah, fair. So it's more, Whatever. I think it was more of a development angle that don't let him play in the did HL. You guys see, and, uh, did you guys see Laval's uh, uh, home opener yesterday? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I better. saw the crowd. I saw a bit of it. Laval, oh, I saw the crowd amazing. and a bit of the game. They, 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 they had more people in the stands than the Buffalo game. At about two, two, 200 people. Two, okay. I mean, granted, there's no 200, question about 200. At least, like, they were both within the 8,000 mark, but Laval had at least two, 300 people I'm, more. I'm than glad. Buffalo. Like, there's no question. And it shows that we were here for, we're here for the love of hockey, no matter what. Yeah. 
what happens like and not having it for two years like i would say full capacity yeah it's a long time i just hope we get you know a better season out of montreal great for laval though as a star by the way guys ryan palin got a goal so i'm happy for that you you asked something about to find out and i I knew i had it somewhere last time canadians started 0-3 was the 95 96 season so i was joking about shutter with just that was the worst yeah. season ever yeah. in the history. You guys asked about a stat, I'll always find it. And it was 95-96 season. Well, it was the worst. That was when uh, no, no, no Patrick Wah with the team. Uh, Patrick Wah was bye-bye. Those uh, the, go to win the fucking cup with Colorado. We got Justin, and we get Justin Thibault, the next yeah. hero, who, who made a glove save commercial for McDonald's French fries. <laughs> I, remember, <laughs> I, remember, I remember that. Poor Justin Thibault, that poor guy, man. He was taken out of the frying pan and thrown straight into the fire. It was <laughs> it was such a terrible situation for that guy. Uh, look, <laughs> uh, they say Montreal. They say other places are like the oven. Micro, uh, Montreal is like the microwave. Honestly, it's concentrated uh, cooking over here. It's it's intense. It's seriously intense. Uh, you have you, you guys have never heard that expression? Microwave. Uh, and, and I have it? not. And, is it and, wow, okay, okay. And wait a minute. Oh, and an oven uh, and, and, and an oven No, can't... because an oven is a slow cook, but a microwave, like it's it's so concentrated, the rays and everything like that, you end up cooking within seconds. That's the whole yeah, expression of it. Because it war- it, 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 it it takes away the, the water molecules. Out of it, anyway. is this a Vaudreuil thing? Because I've never heard of it. But I've heard this was an expression that I heard. Is this uh, a Vaudreuil thing? Because apparently, this isn't a Saint Leonard thing for those no, from I... Montreal listening. <laughs> apparently, this is a Vaudreuil thing and not a Saint Leonard thing. <laughs> well, Saint Leonard, maybe, maybe the Italian background stuff and talking about the Italian background and tying it back to a Laval Rocket. Pizzetta got uh, a goal yesterday. I want him. I he's and exactly going back to what Joey was saying about energy on the bottom line. Bring him up. What is one of my first call ups, and I'd love to see him back sooner rather than later. And I would hope to see Brooks take Paquette's spot. Like he he was. uh, Yes. I haven't watched him too much, but you know, I I tend to feel like these lower end players you tend to feel how they are Toronto fans weren't happy that he's gone exactly by fans of teams that let him go and Toronto really wasn't pleased like he's a smart sneaky player and maybe he can bring more energy than I I, I would like to absolutely see that before we uh, end the show guys I just want to turn to like other hockey news Um, one of my favorite players of my generation or at least our generation Alexander Ovechkin just uh, surpassed Marcel Dion for uh, most goals. And this guy doesn't look like he's slowing down. Even though he's 35, he looks like age is just the number for this guy. Ovechkin is a monster hockey player. He still got it. The ultimate Too bad question. he loves Washington. Yeah. He, he, could, he would have been here in a heartbeat if he wasn't so attached to Washington. He loves Montreal. I think, yeah, I, I would like to believe that. I think if uh, if guys like Weber and Price were still around, maybe Andre Markov maybe. Uh, back. You in know the what's day. still Mark, around if, though? If, if Markov was around, probably. You yeah. you know you know what's still around that would that would still always entice him to come is our nightlife. Shea Pare. Shea Pare, all <laughs> those. Yeah, he would. Well, he when would he got when he got caught, when he got caught on the jumbotron, uh, like like saying. That, <laughs> 
<laughs> he saw he saw these two like very good looking women, and he like the jumbotron caught game, him. Yeah. Was it the All Star game? It was the All Star game. He's like, oh wow. He's just like, oh wow. Like he looks back. Everybody just he's like, oh shit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, but um, do you think he's gonna beat the record? The ultimate question that every hockey fan's been asking for the for the last he's, year. He's one hundred and sixty two away. Did he score unless he scored tonight? Like this is before tonight's game. He's a hundred and I think he did away. score tonight. They play Tampa tonight. I I have to check the score sheet, but I think he did. He just signed for another five years total. So then one sixty. Yeah, he signed a multiple year uh, extension. A hundred and sixty two. He's oh, going to be uh, right around. If we say if we even average it at yeah, he 30, did. He did score. He's at three goals right now. If look, if we average it at thirty goals per season over five seasons. You're talking about 150 goals. So he's if he's not going to be number one, he's going to be floating around uh, number two, guaranteed. And I think at that point, they are still going to sign him just so that he can accomplish it and get the record. Uh, I genuinely he, think he's going to finish number one. He needs, yeah, he needs an average of 32 goals besides one year, 33. It's 32.2 over the next five seasons to make mm. the 161 to tie him. So anything above that he'll beat the record. So he has to play like this. I'm, I'm hoping he gets at least 40 this year, you know, to kind of give him some yeah. cushion coming into as he gets older. And I hope he does it. And you know what? They'll say it. He's such, he's a beast. He's an animal. I, a, I really hope he does monster. it. I think he will. I freaking love him. Did you, by any chance, we're going to wrap this up, but by any chance, did you guys see the uh, Tampa Detroit game? Yes. Yeah, the comeback. Yeah, if all our fans didn't game. see. Tyler, uh, I was going to say Todd Bertuzzi for a yeah, second, Tyler. but no, Tyler, Tyler Bertuzzi, yeah, he had four goals. I, I didn't expect that, and I didn't expect Tampa to come back. I thought, oh, they're going to be 0-2 like Montreal. This gives up some hope, and nope. They showed <laughs> that's their crazy. talent, that, and they came no, back. Like it's, it's, it's that, that, that's why the hockey game is, is the Don't is say it. It's what? Okay, okay. I thought you were about to compliment Tampa, but yeah, the truth is we have to compliment Tampa. That's Uh, that's the difference. That's the difference between a team with talent and a killer instinct. They They, they're never out. They are never out of a game. If they if they win this year, they're gonna make history again. Okay. Next subject. (laughs) Next subject. No. I was going to say a team that's smart that when they have a guy like David Savard, they play him as their sixth defenseman and he averaged only less than 50 minutes a game. That's crazy. Okay. Just another, going to take another sidestep here. If there's any Batman fan listening to this episode, if you've, (laughs) if you've lasted the entire episode and if you have not seen the new trailer and I'm definitely looking at you, Joey, if you have not seen the new trailer for the Batman movie, go watch it. It'll fucking knock your socks off. It'll it'll will it make me forget about Montreal at least? It will. Oh yeah. Uh, up until up until Tuesday. Tuesday <laughs> night, boys. The our boys will be back facing the San Jose Sharks. Uh fuck. Just please. They gotta. They got to come up with another win. Otherwise, we're going to be hearing more of this. Like, I'm telling you now, like, just the, the city is going to go freaking crazy. Like, I'm telling you now, like, I, I imagine downtown sounds somewhat like this. And if there's any, if there's any hope or wish or whatever you want to call it, 
<laughs> yeah, our fans will be screaming for sure. But if there's any wish I can have is I I I obviously want them to win Tuesday. Please on Thursday coming up. I don't want to be skipping a game ahead. Oh don't God, lose to Carolina. True. Don't yeah, give KK. Don't give KK anything. Don't yeah. give their don't give their owner. Don't give Waddell. Don't give them any satisfaction. Please beat Carolina. Yeah, For totally agree. God, please beat Carolina. Chris, Joey, uh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Even though it's just been the three of us, we were short staffed tonight. Like always, it's always fun uh, talking about our dear Montreal Canadiens. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. Uh, hope your Saturday night is, is still fun, no matter what you're doing. And we will see you all next week. Gentlemen, until next time. Bye now. Bye now. Bye now. Good night. That's for AG. See ya.